Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. I'm your host, Tariq al Joining me in studio on the boards, the impressive one, Ibrahim Beige. And this is the Friday Night Artist Profile. But before I get into that, got to let you know where you've tuned into. This is WCV 1450 AM. If you're listening to us via live stream, you are doing so at www.wcv1450.com. Radio Slam family, it's always great to be with you. For those of you who are new to the program, Radio Slam is a live call-in talk program. Uh, and we talk just about everything. Uh, if you haven't already done so, take a moment to follow us, like us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're all at the same username that is at Radio Slam USA. If you have a comment or a question that you'd like to uh, pose, have interjected into the conversation, feel free to give us a call at 312-750-1178. That's 312-750-1178. Or use that Radio Islam USA handle uh, and send us a message or a tweet uh, or post on our Facebook page because uh, that actually is going to be open. So Radio Islam family, it is Friday night and... We are in Chicago, this wonderful, uh, this wonderful and, and cold city, um, and we're grateful to be here. Before I say another word, I have to wish my wonderful wife of the past 17 years and what is it, six months and some odd days, uh, a happy birthday. Uh, birthday is tomorrow, but we won't be in tomorrow, so I'm getting it in right now. Uh, Dr. Aisha Alameen. She makes me call her doctor. I'm just joking. Uh, we're on a first-name basis. But I want to wish her a happy birthday. Uh, she's a, a beautiful hum, human being, and uh, she makes me a better individual. Uh, absolutely. So enough with that. Uh, we're going to get on to, uh, to what it is at hand. And what's at hand is, uh, well, we're going to call him a Chicago artist now, even though uh, he hails from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but once you're in Chicago, Chicago claims you. Uh, Musa McGuire, uh, he has a Ph.D. in media studies from the University of Texas. He's been an adjunct teacher at AIC, that's American Islamic College, so a shout-out to all of our AIC fam out there. Uh, he began writing poetry at a young age, and he performs occasionally at community events uh, and open mics. So, Musa, our brother, is our... Artist of the evening for the profile. So, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, and thank you for having me. I'm delighted. I appreciate the opportunity. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, I had the opportunity to to hear some of your work on SoundCloud. So, I like to mix things up a little bit. A lot of times, we will have folks tell where you can follow, be followed, all of that at the end. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to start in the beginning, and we'll come back to it later on as well. So. Where can people find you on SoundCloud? Uh, I'm on SoundCloud just under my given name, Thomas E. R. McGuire. So uh, just take a look for it. Okay. All right. So um, as, a, as a poet, as a spoken word artist, um, how would you describe, how would you describe your, yourself as an artist? Well, uh, you know, I started writing poetry when I was young, and obviously I grew up in the, you know, not to, to, to date myself or age myself, but... <laughs> You know, in the 1990s, yeah. 
so I was very influenced by, uh, you know, the hip-hop culture of that time and a lot of the, you know, I guess the spoken word artists that kind of emerged in that time and, and then beyond. Uh, so, you know, my process in terms of just writing poetry, I think, was kind of finding, finding my own voice with, with those influences and, uh, and trying to kind of develop my own style. Um, so yeah, just over the years, I would write poetry now and then, and uh, I think uh, it's probably appropriate. Um, you know, I'll accept being claimed by Chicago. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, actually, when I moved to Chicago about seven years ago, is when I started to become a little bit more active. So I think the, the city was kind of a, a bit of a muse for me, and yeah, um, you know, motivated me to just be a little bit more creative. I think. Yeah. Is there a particular theme that you feel runs through your your your, your work, or is it? Is it situational? Well, it's situational. I think some some of, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a, sometimes a politics or, you know, social commentary, I think, in what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I also try to explore just kind of, uh, you know, spiritual crises and, and challenges that we face and, uh, you know, just reactions to kind of how we, you know, uh, experience uh, the world and the things we long for, the things we don't necessarily aren't able to attain. and um, So I think it's good to uh, challenge oneself, uh, you know, in terms of the, the, the for, for anyone who's trying to do anything creative to just, uh, you know, move beyond the comfort zone. So I think probably some of my my earlier stuff, as a lot of it was focused on more political commentary. Um, mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I try to move beyond that a little bit. Yeah. That That is a... Well, I see it as a gift to be able to put those those words, the things that um, that you find uh, bother you or put you in a, a distressful st- uh, state, to be able to put words to it in mm-hmm. a way that expresses it and also uh, oftentimes captures the, the the sentiments of others. Um, do you feel like that's a is it a is it a cathartic process for you uh, when you if you feel you know you feel like you have a something that's needling away at you and you have to write it yeah i think so i mean i think it helps you to uh to kind of you know uh learn about uh just kind of human human processes and emotions that um maybe it's hard to put into words and so uh yeah that process is good i think it also makes you realize like you know you're always only scratching the surface and there's so many areas that uh i think anybody who's you know just trying to be creative in any, any capacity, uh, you, you know, you realize there's a lot of places you're probably still afraid to go. Mm. And, uh, and you know, that's part of the challenge, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Have you written anything, uh, began putting a piece together, and then looked at it and said, what is this? Uh, and <laughs> just abandoned it? Has, has that ever happened to you? Or, do, or, or has every time you've sat down to write, have, have you seen it through to completion? No, I, I think I abandon a lot of things, and ho- hopefully I, I abandon the right things and stick with the right things. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think, you know, maybe you just, uh, you, you know, you think there's something there, and you, you, you try it, and there's just, you know, it's just, it just doesn't, doesn't go anywhere. Or you realize maybe you're, you're not, um, I don't know, you're speaking to, to an imagined audience or something and not really being true to yourself. Or, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how I'd describe it. So in listening to some of the uh, some of your uh, work on SoundCloud, um, I noticed that you know you got some really nice nice beats, you know, mm-hmm. on there. Um, 
do you have a, a, a preference? Uh, how, how did that how did that come about? I think that's probably what I want to ask first. How did that come about? Uh, well, I didn't really used to to use beats uh, in any kind of uh, poetry. I mean, I really just kind of wrote my own. Like, even though I would definitely say I was influenced by hip hop culture, I kind of felt like that I was just um, you know more comfortable writing just in my voice, and that uh, whatever kind of rhythm existed in in my poetry. Uh, that that was sufficient. Um, I think about you know a year ago I started to play around with this idea. Unfortunately, I had a friend um, who uh, uh, who had you know developed some beats in the past and, and was able sort of uh, kind enough to uh, to let me experiment a little. So that's really something I just started to to do, just experiment and see, yeah. you know, put it out there and see what people think and. Uh, uh, you know, get some feedback, but yeah, I, I really, I've really never like written for beats so much. Um, I just, I just thought it was kind of a new, new avenue. And I guess, you know, to be completely frank, I mean, there's the whole issue of being Muslim and you know the place of music in Islam, and uh, I've probably was a little bit more apprehensive about that in the in the past, and uh, you know, maybe now is a little bit more uh, open to to kind of exploring that. Yeah. Now that's always a. A fun topic, yeah. Uh, you know, when we we get to, uh, you know, how we acculturate uh, Islam mm-hmm. within, uh, well, not just within the, the context of uh, you know the United States, but just how it looks, the cultural influences, you know. But um, we're not going to delve off too much into that right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you still remember your the first poem that you wrote? I don't think so. I mean, no. I think back in high school, I used to write various things, and uh, and then you know it would be I'd go sometimes years without really thinking about it, and then starting to write again. So, yeah. um, I say when I when I got to Chicago, the first poem I really spent time on was actually a poem about Chicago. Yeah. Um, so, do you do you, do you, do you uh, have that? Can you can you? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, let's all right. So, uh, yeah, so it's simply called Chicago. Well, okay, it starts on a slow train. Diesel-powered capital riding on steel veins, gliding on great plains, pumping waste both ways. Tastes of a nation circulate on its highways, adjusted rates clogging its side streets and byways. Piled up to scrape skies while its suns die young, but its skyline beacons beckon us and we come. Stunned by the flash of its glass canyons, its high fashion, its commodity transactions, its caverns of status and profit, while blue blood survey it from a corner office, and red blood splashes in the shadows of stone crosses, and lofts only recently renovated. That's the high cost of living when souls are cheap and high costs are venerated. And each day we migrate from enclave to elevator on elevated lines of escape. Depths from death desperation we assimilate, compromised but surviving. On morning drives and bus rides through hoarded fortunes with private police forces where blood courses quicker from crime reports and stock tickers and skin shivers, afraid of what simmers when hope fades across the midway. Occupying ruins of a gilded age where grown men play in graveyards with million-dollar gray stones as gravestones and blocks away children labor wageless on playgrounds where million-dollar dreams grow with free throws and slots closed for those not selectively enrolled. Same stories told across the Midwest, homes filled with hope and streets filled with death, where we all fight for crumbs and some kill for less. But that's life, 
in America's concrete wilderness. Man. Man, that, that was that was powerful. No thanks. Radio Slam family, can you all give a, a round of applause uh, for that? I'm 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 trusting that you're 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 applauding right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we need a we, we keep saying this, we need an audience in yeah. here, especially when we have <laughs> artists. Okay, the, so the laugh track. Right, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, no, 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 not a laugh track. <laughs> we need a, a, an applause track. <laughs> but man, that really captured a lot of uh, you talking about at least what I heard. I heard gentrification in there. Mm-hmm. I heard unemployment. Mm-hmm. I heard um, I heard uh, gang violence. Um, uh, just just separation. Um, and what was really interesting is that when you said elevated trains, mm-hmm. we had a train go by yeah, in right. the background. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't planned, but that's that's a part of the uh, the character of the show. But us being right off of the uh, uh, right off the green, brown, pink, orange line is that yeah. uh, we will get that rumble throughout the show. Wow! So um, have you performed that for um, at any space? Yeah, yeah, occasionally, like. Uh, I've done that uh, maybe a couple times at um, Tetleaf Collective, which is uh, you know one of the Muslim organizations in Chicago. And, and what kind of responses? Uh, how did the, the the people respond? Uh, I mean, I usually get a, a warm response. I mean, I think. Um, I mean, I was like I said, you know, that was written um, as a newcomer to Chicago, and um, you know, like growing up in Milwaukee, Chicago was like the big city to the south. And so when I finally moved here, mm-hmm. there was like a, a an exhilaration, you know, um, like almost like a childlike exhilaration of being <laughs> in like the you know in the big city, yeah. Um, and having all these impressions and memories of it from from growing up. Uh, but at the same time, you know, obviously I was aware of the broader dynamics in the city and starting to experience those and you know, uh, uh, you know, dealing with living in the city and kids going to school and, uh, um, just, you know, really experiencing a lot of this, seeing a lot of this, witnessing a lot of it, and then just trying to sort of capture all that. So, I mean, that's in a way, that's what I was trying to capture with that is the, you know, both the, the fascination and the, you know, the, the, the attraction to the city, the love for the city. Right. And then at the same time realizing, you know, trying to remember everything that's going on. Yeah. And that is an interest, interesting place uh, to be in and to write from, uh, a place mm-hmm. of appreciation, but also uh, from a place of, of critique. Um, that is a that's a, that's an interesting place, and it's a fine line. Yeah. And and sometimes you know it goes, you know, you can go too far uh, to either side, where it's like, well, you know, this is more this is more through rose rose colored glasses, or it's too cynical or fatalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like uh, I felt that there was a, a really good balance uh, in it. But I'm always drawn toward to toward the. I guess I'm. I guess I'm drawn towards the critique. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I I agree with that. But I think something you know something I've appreciated in in I think other artists like hip hop artists is those who can really walk that line yeah. where there's um there's really powerful critique, but at the same time there's there's never a detachment or like a, a sense of being removed or above the world in which we inhabit. And, and sometimes yes. I think with the social critique, that's the role you naturally take. Like you're, you're standing above it all and looking down on it. And so, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it does become, it comes off judgmental um, without seeing the beauty in it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I I intentionally, even with knowing uh, some of the problems that Chicago has, I think it's important to say this is a beautiful city. Yeah. You know, uh, because there's a lot of great things that are going on here. It's a lot of great people. Mm Mm-hmm. But we also have have problems, and and one of the beautiful things, um, and I'd like to hear your take on this, is how is how art can help us to put those problems in perspective, and and and, and move to make corrections. Mm-hmm. Well, I think art has a powerful role. I mean, art is kind of the, um, I mean, if you think about for those of us like who grew up like I did, and you know, mm-hmm. even a lot of young people now. Like art is the great redeeming quality uh, of of you know a troubled world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, a lot of these these uh, you know these art forms that have grown up, the spoken word, especially like lyrical art forms, are expressing like the reality for 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 some people who experience it in very very uh, stark and difficult ways. I mean, you know, I'm, like when I'm talking about city problems, I'm talking about them in some senses like the way a sociologist would, not somebody who's like living in it and um, experiencing it. And so I think, you know, uh, all of that that suffering and all of the, the, the trials and the difficulties and, like, just living in a city like Chicago, I mean, it, it, it you know, it can test you and it can feel like sometimes it feels like the city's, like, taunting you a little bit as you're just trying to survive and everything. Yeah. But, um, but you know, like, always being able to find that, uh, that redemptive quality, I mean, that's what I think art really brings out. So you see like the creative energy that's come out of the city in recent years. And I think there's so many incredible, really innovative artists and mm-hmm. um, lyricists and, you know, pushing things in new directions. And, 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 you know, again, like the beauty is there. It's not like the art creates the beauty, but the, the art makes it visible. You know? Right, right. Radio Islam family, we are talking with Musa McGuire. He is a native of Milwaukee, but we got the okay to say Chicago is claiming him now. <laughs> Um, and he's a, a spoken word artist, a, a poet who has performed uh, around the city, uh, different community events and such, open mics. Uh, if you have a question or comment, feel free to give us a call at 312-750-1178. That is 312-750-1178. So let me ask this. Um, and I, I, feel like I, I feel like I have a semblance of, of, of what your answer might be, right? But I, I might be surprised. All right, so we're around around the same age, um, so we both we both grew up in the, in that same time in the '90s, and, and there was a, a, a hip hop um, lyrics. They had a different. I think they were more highly regarded mm-hmm. uh, at that time. Do you feel that artists have a responsibility to use their art? Um, not just for for the entertainment, but for the for the upliftment. Do you feel like that's a responsibility, or is that a decision that the artist makes? Well, I I'd like to think it's a responsibility, but with a large room for uh, artistic license. I mean, you know, I I listen to you know I have kids, and they listen to a lot of the young Chicago rappers and things like that, and yeah. um, you know, some some of it I find to be like sort of just without substance or like unnecessarily vulgar or whatever it is but you know there's there's sometimes uh, people who portray very I think negative things or embody negative characteristics in their work but it's 
that's what illuminates that reality. Uh, and that, you know, and they're doing it through art. I mean, they're not necessarily living it. So, I mean, I think, I think I do, I do believe ultimately, I mean, what I value is what I find that has that mission of social, social responsibility, but I would cast a pretty wide net in terms of, I think, who actually delivers on that. I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of artistic license in how, I don't think it has to be preachy. You know, I think, I think people can just embody some of the, the problems we have and, and still, you know, can, can make it kind of known. And I mean, I think that's the old, uh, I think that's the way it's always been explained. There's nothing original about what I'm saying, but I guess I, I'm, I'm pretty tolerant. I'll, I'll, I'll stretch that pretty far. You know? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm laughing at, <clears throat> I'm laughing at the idea of, you know, of not being preachy because mm-hmm. I think those artists who do feel like they take on this responsibility of trying to, uh, of trying to elevate and inspire, that they are, they do it sometimes at the cost of their own, um, of their own humanity, uh, and by that I mean, you know, nobody's perfect, yeah. right? So they try to put on this, this this front, yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. uh, and and that never lasts, yeah, you know, so. Uh, there's a piece. What's a piece that you would say? Because uh, we want to go ahead and play one of them. Okay. From your uh, from your SoundCloud. Okay. What What is one that you would recommend? Which one should we should we put on? Because I'm looking at we are consumed, over story to tell. G man. Yeah, you know, G man might be might be good. Um, just uh, in light of what we just said, because in, in some ways, on that in that um, poem. Uh, I'm doing what I just said. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm first person trying to embody like a negative or evil force in the world, but mm. by doing that, um, you know, illuminating it. So it's kind of like a, like a nod to the old sort of like hip hop, you know, gangsters and whatnot of of, <laughs> of, okay. uh, of finding that social commentary by embodying the that figure. But I'm I'm choosing a different figure. So, okay. Yeah. So when you say that, you know, I, who I thought about, I thought about. Scarface, yeah, Brad Jordan, <laughs> yeah, from uh the from the Ghetto Boys. For those of you uh, hip hop heads out there, all right. So we're gonna go ahead and play uh, G Man, and so uh, are we ready? Okay. Okay. no other G like me half the world bleeds just to be like me just to feed like me but I'm greedy but who can have greed like me make men rich with money that I print for free in kingdoms where kings get their keys from me keep them if they guarantee stability but I have militaries ready for a killing spree armed with my markets of perversity to keep you in states of emergency don't suffer fools make fools suffer me and i call their suffering security but you love me 
until you start to worship me and fear me lest you can't work for me salvation you fear that worse than me because everything i broadcast on your tv if you're lucky you get a handsome salary so you pleasure make you pay with morality so you fantasy and label it reality then nourish you with my favorite maladies feed you poison but you still count calories while you're all caught up in my pageantry till the day when we sort out the balance sheets one question i want you to answer me on that day would you sell your soul to ransom me That was hot. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Ibrahim, do you give it the nod? (laughs) (laughs) I think he gives it the, I think we got the nod on it. Okay. All right, Radio Slam family, we're talking with Musa McGuire. Um, And uh, this is, this is some really, I'm enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this. Uh, So look, Radio Slam family, we're going to take a short break. Okay. A short break, but we'll be back in a minute. We're going to continue our conversation, uh, and maybe we'll get another live, uh, sure. another live piece. Yeah, from you. sure. Okay. All right. You listen to Radio Slime. We'll be back in a minute. traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Reardon. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. A boy born in Joplin, Missouri, was fascinated by anything with wheels and a motor. The odds of him going on to fascinate millions with his talent, one in 260,000. The odds of him having 15 career NASCAR victories, one in 1.7 million. The odds of a child being diagnosed with autism, one in 88. I'm Jamie McMurray, and my niece has autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Radio Islam, the nation's first daily live call-in talk radio show produced by Muslims for the mainstream market. Radio Islam, on the air since 2004 because of your generosity. Radio Islam salutes its most valuable asset, you, our listener. From our producers to our interns, we appreciate your support. Thank you.
Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome back, Radio Slam family. Welcome back. It is Friday night. We are on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. And you guessed it, that is the Chicago L that you hear in the background. We are right downtown. Uh, If you haven't already done so, before we get back into our conversation with Musa McGuire, make sure that you stop by whatever your favorite social media platform is, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are not on Snapchat as of yet. Um, But you can find us on those other three at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. Let us know what you think about what you're hearing. Uh, We'd love to connect with you. If you have a comment or question that you would like to uh, have brought into tonight's conversation, give us a call at 312-750-1178. That is 312-750-1178. So before we went to the break, we listened to, it was Mm G-Man, right? And... Yeah, so let's let, let's talk about G Man. Okay, uh, what was what was the inspiration behind behind that? Uh, well, like I said, I kind of wanted to um, occupy the the voice of like the villain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in in you know in a slightly different way. So the G Man is kind of a play on words, right? Like you have the um, I think you know when people hear G, there's some ambiguity of what that's going to mean. But obviously, G Man is like a reference to um, you know the government to some degree, right? And so, um, <clears throat> so that was kind of the character that I was embodying in that way, sort of like the, uh, you know, the, the the sort of the, the powers that be, you know, the U.S. government, um, but but also in a sense that you know, um, really just kind of like an embodiment of, of of evil in the world and the evil in the world that we all kind of are tantalized by and. And try to try to try to please and try to you know win the approval from so um so you know the the end of it um where I say you know um uh, would you sell your soul to ransom me you know as as a uh, as Muslims you know we know in um the quran that that Allah talks about on the day of judgment um people are going to to you know people who are unsuccessful on that day are going to rush to to ransom themselves. Yeah. with anybody else loved ones or any anything or anyone right yeah. so the so the question i'm really asking there is like all these you know this the the way that we all chase after the powers of this world and we chase that we you know we we try to to sort of win approval and and and, and you know um what we're willing to sacrifice for that like you know on that last day will, would we would we give ourselves up to save to save all of that mm. um you know to save the like the that that sort of like uh embodiment of evil in the world so that's a big question uh, <laughs> i hope we wouldn't but <laughs> we, well the answer is um there's a, a a friend of mine and it's a little saying that she has on i think one of our social media profiles and it says the way you live today is the way you live your life mm-hmm. so the answer to the question is would you uh be that person that's in a position well, the answer is, are you that person? Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's quite quite the uh, opportunity for a self-audit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was definitely thinking about as I'm listening to it, like you said, the G-Man, you know, the, the, the old school uh, Fed, yeah. you know, um, and the United States. So do you do, is a lot of your work, has it been 
has it been more politically? Uh, is there, is there, has there been more of a political, I guess, a s- subtext to it? Yeah, I mean, to some degree I've done that, I think. Um, but, again, <clears throat> like as we discussed, um, I don't want to point the finger too much at, like, any one party, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to point the finger at the, at, you know, just, just just like that in that, in that you know, piece it's sort of like embodying uh, the U.S. government, but I don't want to point the finger and say, you know, the U.S. government is the source of everybody's problems, and we, we all know that the world is very ambiguous and highly complex, and, right. um, you know, I mean, right now you have uh, this situation in America where, um, you know, the G-Man, like, refers to, you know, it's always refers to, like, the, the FBI, right? right? And now you have a situation in America where you have the FBI, like, as a line of defense against a lot of other crookedness that seems to be going on. So, you know, that's the thing. I want to, uh, with art, you know, you embody different things. And so, I mean, that's, uh, that's I try to have the, the, the politics of it, but be in a sort of a, you know, to, uh, to, to challenge ourselves, not just to point the fingers at some entity in the world or something like that. And so that's part of the, the point of that as well, is to consider, like, our own role. Do you find that uh, in, in writing, uh, in poetry, that you have an opportunity at times to see things from from a perspective that is not your own? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, we're trying to, to achieve, um, like, you know, empathy is, is really a, a good thing. And, yeah. uh, and, and we have so many divisions uh, between people. And, and you know, it, to be able to, to empathize is, is a way that we connect as human beings. And so... Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's a that's a goal is to try to be able to mm. to kind of uh, to understand the experiences of others. You know, before I forget, I've got to ask you about because um, I'm sure the Radio Slam family, like myself, were hearing the not just the lyrics but the beats as well, and how they just really <coughs> fit together just just so uh, seamlessly. Who hooked the beats up? Yeah, those beats come from original middle ground, and I just you know want to send my appreciation out for the, for you know le- lending them to me and allowing me to experiment a little with that. All right, big uh, shout out to say original middle ground. Original middle ground. Yeah. All right, all right, that's what's up. Um, and see, that's also the problem about getting older. And I, I'm not, I am not old by any means, right? But if you have too many thoughts going on in your head. <laughs> you will you will lose some of them. Um, as a writer, that's what I was going to say. As a writer, mm-hmm. um, what do you do, or do you um, see yourself like uh, honing your craft? Do you see yourself uh, improving? And 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 if so, is that something that you're intentional about? And how do you, how do you go about that? Uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, and I hope that you know what I like. That there's some, you know, that uh, uh, generating some some quality in the end, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that um, you know, it's it's always good to to challenge yourself, and I think uh, you you, it's easy to get with anything in life, you know, you can get in a comfort zone and mm-hmm. uh, always try to like reproduce the same thing. And I think the thing about art that's that's scary, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I'm not saying this is like a an enormously accomplished artist or something like that, but you you kind of have to do every piece like like it's your last mm-hmm. like you kind of have to put yourself into everything in a way that you don't you don't know if you'll be able to do it again and to me i think that was something that i you know learned at a certain point like you know to just 
whatever whatever's occupying you, whatever you're trying to to to, to express, you you really have to just kind of give it everything and and know that you know that may not be you may not replicate it ever again if you produce something good you may not replicate it ever again and i'd say like that's what uh you know that's the nature of things i mean you look at it's kind of like you're the, the the greatest artists who we revere and you see the the, the rises and falls and in, in careers i mean people who do this professionally you know so yeah. uh, but i think the key is you just you know you just uh you try to put everything into it and, and know that that could be the last time you have something relevant to say <laughs> i mean it's a little grim but <laughs> yeah i mean as i'm as i'm hearing this i'm thinking that is a kind of a frightening place to 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 exist in yeah you know to say that this might be the best that i'm ever going to do yeah hmm <laughs> so how do you push yourself how do you how do you push yourself um, further for the for the for the next time uh, with regard to the idea of, of being in a comfort zone uh, I think just try to explore you know new material and uh, and try to pick up on the the influences of others you know I think um, I mean like to, to be honest uh, in, in in deciding to actually play around with you know beats just as like an amateur yeah. um, in a way I think that was uh, influenced by listening to uh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, really? Um, because I think I had an idea in my head of like a boundary between uh, genres. Mm-hmm. So you had like poetry and spoken word, and you had, you know, like rap. And, and obviously the, the two worlds were together, but for some reason in my mind, like I thought I had sort of like, you know, I, I had a clear boundary in mind of what I, what I did or what my style would be. Um, but I think Kendrick Lamar is somebody who uh, really just opens up the terrain of lyricism to a whole different level. Mm. And, uh, and musically, I mean, I think, that, you know, what he's been able to do um, to push lyricism beyond, like, conventionality kind of just made me realize, like, wow, like, maybe there's, maybe I can sort of cross over some of these boundaries and, so you know, I don't know if I'm successful, and uh, I'm not certainly on that that level. But I think that's the kind of thing is like realizing like what you know what somebody has been able to achieve, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then being influenced by it. I think that the first part of it is being able to is being able to see that somebody has done it mm-hmm. that is possible. Yeah, and I'm not saying I model myself on him, but just realize like he no, broke no. down barriers yeah, in my yeah. mind. You know what yeah. I mean? So no, I, I think um, an idea of being a a professional or even and I don't I don't really see art in in that type of uh through that type of lens mm-hmm. uh, the, especially in, in today's with, with so much corporate influence yeah, uh, yeah. in art yeah um, that you know the, the the professional is is the one and they may be a, a professional because they serve some other interest that's true yeah. you know not necessarily because they have something that's even really yeah. Great to say, yeah. <laughs> but um, but there is this there's a kind of a, a line, uh, if you will, between expressing whatever the the creative uh, force that's that's within you, and then also packaging it in a way that uh, meets the the taste you know of the day, mm-hmm. uh, and and that can be. Kind of, that can be kind of difficult. And you mentioned Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I think he did something was really unique. The f- the first time I heard about him was uh, did, did you see uh, you saw Rigor Mortis? 
Mm, I don't know. No, I don't. So rigor mortis, that was maybe, I guess it was before he got his real real big buzz, but it was a little yeah. video he did, and it was a jazz track mm-hmm. in the background. It kind of reminded me of, of some of Nas's uh, stuff, but it was a dra- jazz track that he was rapping over. And I was thinking, wow, what? Now this this guy's he's he's back on to something because he's not following the beaten path. Right. And uh, to, to your point, what you were saying. Uh, being inspired by that, not necessarily following in that model, but um, I'd say you were successful in a yeah, sense that yeah. that it just evoked like their last piece, G-Man, mm-hmm. and, and a couple others that, you know, I don't know if we're going to have time to, to play them all, but um, Radio Song Family, I would definitely recommend. Tell them, tell them the address again, uh, the, the, the name. Yeah, well, my given name, Thomas E.R. McGuire. I just have it under there. So, okay, yeah. You know. So go in and listen and uh, and you'll see what I'm talking about. It, it evokes. It took me back. Mm-hmm. I, it had a real kind of, at least for me, if it had a real kind of a retro, uh, kind yeah. of a '90s vibe. Yeah, maybe. Know? I don't know if my my kids like it. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's no account. We need kids. something for us though, right? We need something for our age, right? Absolutely, so. absolutely. <laughs> so are you are you still writing right now? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I try to I try to stay active as much as I can. Okay. Uh, you know, it goes and fits and starts, and yeah. um, you know, sometimes more active than others. Yeah. So give us give us something else to uh, something else to play. What? Give us a recommendation, or do you have something off the top of the head? Yeah, I could do another one of uh, this. Is kind of another Chicago one, if you want to hear it. Um, yeah. Uh, so this was from several years ago, um, but there was a. There was a, a kind of an open mic at the um, that a Muslim Student Association had organized, and, okay. and uh, some of the people there, you know, knew I did a little poetry. So it was kind of it was like responding to the the urban crises that you know exist in the city, like responding directly to like our relationship to that. Mm-hmm. So um, so I wrote that in uh, it, I wrote this in response to that. Um, so it's you know it's it's maybe from you know a little dated, but. Uh, but it kind of gets to that material. So um, I don't know. I've had different names for this, but I guess Southside Fortress is the okay. one that I'll, I'll go with. Uh, All right, Southside Fortress. Yeah. So CPD at Starbucks. These cops are wired, but they're slow to respond when the shot's fired. When you move on the block, you hope the block's quiet till the kid down the block makes the block wild. So you stay inside and watch the free trials. HBO, Cinemax, and the stars line up. My kids on Netflix watching 8 Mile, the battle scene where Rabbit beats his arch rivals. I turn on the news, it's a corruption trial. Then the mayor comes on, another dead child. Says the city's safe, but it feels homicidal. Says don't join a gang and you'll enjoy survival. But these babies get shot and they're still wearing diapers. City says those babies are black disciples. NRA says those babies should have bought rifles. The wealthy don't want to own this crisis. They say, go ask Chief Keefe. These babies don't like us. And that's how they blame the victim for the violence. So there's a rally for life, but there's no pro-lifers. And if these kids were aborted, the left wouldn't fight it. And that's true from Newtown to Stony Island. So listen closely. You might hear the mothers crying as you speed past it on the Dan Ryan, where kids grow up under bullets flying. All they get in return is racial profiling. Then we still judge them by percentiles. This nation in 50 states of denial, urban violence treated like the X-Files. Check the Quran, it's also in the Bible. 
when human hearts beat either selfish or tribal. The most beloved man is the biggest liar, and the richest man is the biggest miser. So, fellow Americans, does it surprise us that these kids turn into armed nihilists, call themselves savages in the wild? We care enough to post the cops on the mag mile, to buy our gadgets and browse the new styles, trade real life for episodes of The Wire, stand by and hope that we escape the fire. We got you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> We, Thanks. I we got we got some applause now. <laughs> oh man, that was. Yeah, you are you are definitely a definitely a lyricist. Well, so, thank you. so I mean, because and I don't. I'm not saying what I'm. I'm saying it, and because poetry mm-hmm. is such a wide, it's such a wide field. Um, you know, because you, you go from your haikus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, to the to the poem where there's actually no rhyme, right? You right. know, so uh, I'm I'm hearing, I'm yeah. You could you def- did you did you put that one to a beat also? Uh, no, you didn't. No. Okay, yeah, you could you could. I I might you know I might but yeah I found I'm, the right one yes yeah I think that would that would be yeah. tight over over a beat. Yeah. Um, I mean it, it stands alone, you know. Um, and you gave a Chief Keef reference in there. Yeah. So, you know, a little, little street cred. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the kids like that one. Yeah. 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 I'm not a, I'm, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bash uh, Chief Keef. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I admire the hustle of any of these young guys that, that are trying to do something. But mm-hmm. um, to kind of go back to one of the things you mentioned earlier about uh, how you position yourself. Um uh, and if there is any critique that I give of art that's coming out a lot of these uh, neighborhoods where where crime and mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of these societal ills you know are present, it is that it normalizes these things, mm-hmm. uh, and that there's not a resistance uh, or an alternative that is given. There's no correction or healing that's given. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, and I think uh, I don't know the way the way I kind of describe it is like there's a, there's some artists who are multidimensional who express themselves in that way, but there's there's depth to it, you know, and there's some kind of critique built in, and there's like an awareness of of uh, of, of of kind of bigger issues, you know, and. Um, and and while I don't like excuse it because I do I am concerned about the, the the normalization of it and the the celebration of certain things and the and the the you know the celebration of just death and destruction and yeah. abuse of women particularly um, I mean which is you know there's really no um, there's no silver lining to to um, that type of uh, content I think you know. Yeah. Um, but I do think some artists have, have more depth. And so, you know, to the extent that they're coming out of these experiences and they're using the art to, to again, to make that visible and to make the sort of the psychology and desperation of those kind of experiences visible, I, you know, I do think there's, there's some value in that. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm probably, this is probably just my own bias, mm-hmm. uh, but also recognizing that you can't give what you don't have. Uh, you know, if you don't have an alternative, it's difficult to 
to talk about an alternative. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's value in it. And I think a part of the value is for those who have agency, who have an ability to have some impact on these situations, is for people to hear it and to, and to do something uh, with it. Mm -hmm. Because a lot, of, a lot of the music is, is a cry for help. It is, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, speaking on the Muslim community, do you feel like, uh, in your observation, are there artists that are speaking, that are using the art form to address some of the, the ills uh, or challenges that we face with the, within our own diverse and, and broad community? Mm-hmm. Sure, I think there's a lot of artists. I mean, I think yeah. that's, um, you know, I think groups like Iman in Chicago have done a great job of, like, making a lot of Muslim artists visible. Yeah. Um, I think there are some, you know, there's some prominent people in, in poetry and hip-hop that, um, you know, have really powerful social commentaries. Like, I think Brother Ali, for instance. Who oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, he has, on his latest album, has some, like, he's got a song about porn addiction. Really, which is really, yeah. I mean, really, really powerful. He's got one about, one about going to Iran to sort of be part of like a delegation, but then kind of realizing that he's caught up in bigger politics that he doesn't want to be a part of, mm. and it's a really kind of introspective and self-critical, um, you know, piece. So, I mean, just that's just something I've heard recently. But yeah, I think there's a lot, and then you have the more prominent people like Lupe Fiasco and others who, are, yeah. I think, for a long time have done that. Well, I'm going to put out a, a, a challenge. And, a fir of course, whenever uh, we speak, Muslims speak, we first challenge ourselves before we challenge anybody else. Mm -hmm. And that is for our artists to start uh, to, to become more focused uh, and more visible in using that art to not just heal the, the, the greater society, but to also use it as a way to, 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 to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think those are important conversations, uh, and, and art is a great way to kick that conversation off. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I also like the fact, and I have to go back, I have to go and listen to, to Brother Ali's, um, his, his latest uh, CD. They still make CDs? I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I almost say the album. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I go, have album to go back is safe. To album is safe. Yeah. CD, I don't know. <laughs> um. But I, I appreciate the relevancy because you said he has a song on there about porn addiction. Yeah. And what what people who, who study this know that the Muslim world, uh, if we can use that term, uh, Muslim majority countries, that they are they you find some of the largest um, uh, usages of, of porn uh, uh, content or, or sites mm -hmm. uh, than, uh, than anywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's not something that's always talked about. So I'm I'm happy to see that you know he's using this art as a way to um, to, to have a conversation about it, bring some awareness to it. Um, yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, where are you going to be? Are you performing anywhere coming up? No Not that I know of. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll keep my eyes open. I, I'm going to put this out here. I'm putting it out in the open. So 2018, mm -hmm. uh, Radio Islam is planning an arts. Uh, Artist Expo. Okay. So, we'd love for you to participate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. So, we're looking the summer of uh, 2018. Uh, we'll be giving more information about that. Um, anything in closing that you want to leave with the Radio Slam family? Because we've we've just about run out of time. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I just, whatever, you know, if people uh, take a look at what I'm doing and want to give me feedback, I just really appreciate it. You know, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I really am grateful for the opportunity to come on here and share some work with you and the community. So, Well, it was a pleasure having you. Yeah. It was Thank a pleasure you. having you. Uh, and we will, um, we're going to go ahead and put a link up, your, your uh, SoundCloud link. Mm. We'll put that on our page. Uh, today's episode will be available, uh, inshallah, Monday uh, at the latest. It'll be up Monday. Uh, podcast form on, Sound, on uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, TuneIn, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and we're going to put that link up, uh, your link to your page, uh, along with it. So folks can follow you there and you can get more feedback. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, much we pray that you uh, continue uh, doing the work you're doing. Uh, stay, stay creative. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Radio Islam family, we have come to the close of another another edition of Radio Islam. We pray that everyone has a great, a great and productive weekend. I'm going to be seeing uh, all of my, I'm putting my other hat on, my Bridging the Gap hat on right now. And I'm going to be seeing all of the Bridging the Gap volunteers tomorrow at Meshad Atakwa, uh, 10 a.m. And we will be putting together sandwiches and chili and uh, feeding the community and passing out clothing. So if you're interested, we'll see you tomorrow morning. If you'd like to know more more about the work, uh, you can go to Bridging the Gap, Inc.'s Facebook page. Uh, we have a great time putting together lunches, uh, heckling one another. Uh, and that's basically all it is. We just sit and talk trash and, and have a good time, uh, have a good time doing it. So tonight's show uh, has been produced, uh, hosted by yours truly, Tariq el uh, our engineer, the impressive one, Ibrahim Baig. Who is our... Uh, and Leonard. Thank you very much. Leonard is our engineer at WCEV. Uh, we thank once again Musa McGuire for joining, joining us in studio as our artist for the artist profile of the evening. And we pray that everyone has a great weekend. Inshallah, we'll be seeing you all same time Monday. And I'm going to leave you all as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Thank you.